What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Uber Eats. Spring is here and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana, that's a no, but a banana, that's a yes. A nice tan, sorry, no, but a box fan, happily, yes. A day of sunshine, nope. A box of fine wines, yeah. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets, product availability may vary by region. See app for details. We're also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook as well as the Ringer Podcast Network. I hope you're listening to our Prestige TV podcast. We'll be covering Squid Game on Monday, uh, the end of Billions. That's this week as well. Getting ready for Succession next week and all the other major, major shows that are going on right now. The Prestige TV pod. Speaking of pop culture podcasts, the Rewatchables only the second time ever we've done this. Did it for Heat. You might remember we did the reheat. Well, we did the redeparted, and it's going up on Monday night. Me, Chris Ryan, Sean Fantasy. We did it because when we started the Rewatchables feed, The Departed, I think, was the second non-sports movie that we did. And we only had a couple of the categories in place. I think it only went for like a little less than an hour. And that is a movie that needs to be covered in two hours, which is what we did. And we had all the categories in place. And uh, we figured with the anniversary coming, as it turned out, with this uh, this bizarre Boston sports month that we're having with Brady coming back to New England and the Red Sox-Yankees playoff game looming, gamut of emotions, seemed like the perfect time for a departed 15th anniversary. So you can check that out. It is going up uh, at midnight on Monday night, heading into the Tuesday game. I think I'm going to pop on the uh, John Jastrzemski podcast as well, New York, New York, probably tomorrow which will go up tomorrow night just to preview the Red Sox-Yankees game. Sal and I talk about that later in this podcast. We also talk about the Sopranos prequel at the tail end of this podcast. So if you haven't seen it yet, um, we won't spoil it for you. You, you can just stop listening because we will have talked about everything else. Coming up, we're going to talk about uh, Tom Brady's return. A uh, pretty goofy week four in the NFL and then uh, the baseball playoffs and a whole bunch more. First, our friends from Pearl Jam.
All right, taping this a little before 9 o'clock Pacific time. What's wrong? <laughs> You're wearing a fucking Cowboys hat. You're super happy. Come on. I barely get any of these over you in, in the last however many years. But really, how many Sundays have I had over you, gotten over you? Three in 14 years? Give me a break. This is terrific. At, at what point did you realize that this game had to come down to the fourth quarter and Brady driving for a go-ahead something and then either us not getting the ball or us having one last chance? And you couldn't have scripted this. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm drained. I'm groggy. I'm sad. I'm Keep going. Just, it's a gamut of emotions. It's a gamut of emotions. <laughs> and the Red Sox-Yankees is Tuesday. I'm too old for this, Sal. I know. I, all this could have been so great had the Red Sox blown into the Nationals and then you would have had no. another game. And I, that that what a great awful. podcast this would have been for me. But no, I, I'm the other way. I'm like, how did this come down to suck up versus Belichick or for suck up versus uh, Folk or what, whatever it is? Like that, nobody wanted that, right? I thought the game sucked except for the fact that it was close in the in the fourth quarter. Like that's, I don't know. It was all ugly, including Steve Belichick's tongue. What the hell is that? I don't need to see that anymore. A lot of people wondering what's going on with Steve Belichick. Let's let's start with the big decision. Brady, I mean, Belichick, fourth and three. Mac Jones has had 19 straight completions in the fourth quarter, in the second half at some point. The Bucks have lost every defensive back they have, it seems like. Just guys disappearing. They're off. They're getting carried off. Mm -hmm. Richard Sherman, who wasn't even on a team in week one, he's out there. Uh, now he's like their number one D-back by the because everyone else is gone. And... They get a pass batted down. All of a sudden, here comes Nick Folk to kick a 56-yard field goal in the rain. Yeah. And it's like the classic thing of, why are we doing the thing that the other team's fans are doing backflips that you're doing this? What are the odds of a 56-yard field goal in the rain? Over The hardest the rain has been. Announcer said it was the hardest it's been raining all night. Like, And that's your guy. Over Mac Jones, who's been moving the ball 5, 10 yards per pass for... You know, a half, three quarters. Not only that, flag happy refs, you know, even if he throws it up and something happens, you can get lucky on that. Yeah, that was not, I'll tell you why he did it though, because you needed more than the visual. You needed that boing that has to ring in your head for the next, whenever you sleep, six, seven, eight hours tonight. It's not enough that you saw what you saw. You have to hear it too. Come on. I, I, th this is fine. You, you, you know, Tom Brady stuck it up your keister. You get to feel like everybody else has in the league. It's, it's just how it is. Sorry. Did you even did you think Tom Brady played well in that game? Because I no, didn't I didn't. I didn't. I thought they they both stuck. But I also thought like, oh, are we being rooked here? What is this? Is this Brady? You know, like boxers, like they can get the knockout anytime they want, and then they're like, ah, oh, you know what? He was my hero growing up. So you know, oh, you carried him to a decision. I had a little of that feeling uh, early on because it didn't feel like he went for the went for the. And also, like I, I don't know. Even I know Jones was hurt. The deep back was hurt, but. That's not Brady's way. He like uh, he likes to dice and slice you with a first down there. I didn't. I, I was surprised he went end zone twice there towards the end. Yeah, he went really low percentage Antonio Brown passes. One of them seemed like it was there, and he threw it to the wrong shoulder, yeah. or Brown didn't turn the right way. And then the other one, it would have been an unbelievable catch. But you're right. All you need is a first down. You just need to move the chains. We should never have the ball back. The Patriots in that situation, the way it's set up. They were moving the ball. He was able to get to where he wanted to go. They, to me, like big picture with this Patriot season, they've had multiple games now, three, all three losses, where they had to get a stop in the fourth quarter and they couldn't do it in any of the games. So Miami had to get the stop to get the ball back, couldn't get it. Saints, same thing. They're down eight, but they needed a stop and they just couldn't get it. And then today, same thing. They just couldn't get the stop 
and the Bucks were able to get the field goal. So they they're kind of lingering in these games. Like I don't know if this team's that far away. They can't run the ball. I can't figure out what's going on with that. They can't run block at all. But Mac, you know, I thought Collinsworth was a little too ebullient about it. As as good as Mac was for a rookie, it wasn't. I'm not going to be telling my grandkids that we scored 17 points in a Sunday night game. But he right. was good. Like. They couldn't run the ball at all. The Bucks knew we had to throw every down, and they were hitting the shit out of him, right? I mean, were mm-hmm. you impressed? You have no dog in this race. No, impressed? I'm impressed with him. I think he's the one shining star in this game, right? I mean, he had however many completions he had in a row. Uh, that the secondary was beat up, which, again, we just talked about. More reason to go for it down there. Every single drive, there was another guy in the secondary out. Winfield was out in that last drive. And if I would have asked you at any point during the week, you're down two with the ball a minute 57 left and a timeout you would have taken that every every time right like there's no nothing better than that both teams left it on the table like they get that Jacoby Myers pass and it seems like we're gonna roll and get a touchdown but then we blow the next series and end up settling for the field goal Brady said this after the game the Bucks had a ton of stuff in t- inside the 30 that they just I can't even speak like have you ever heard me <laughs> screw up more words I, I feel like, like I'm drunk <laughs> uh, but uh, they they missed a bunch of possibilities it seemed like Evans was open that whole game right. it seemed like Brown was open that whole game and Fournette that was the best we've seen him look since the playoffs mm-hmm. and they still only scored 19 points right no so I'm I, with you there was a total look the, the game plan was there. It was pouring rain. Brady looked like crap. I mean, you couldn't have asked for anything more. Your quarterback couldn't be hotter. Um, I guess, you know, you, you, they got to Jones a lot, like you said. That's the only real advantage I think the Bucks had for the whole game. They can get to your guy. But uh, otherwise, it was right there for Belichick. And I was thinking, like, where does this rank? If you asked him and he had to answer honestly, no one will ever ask him this. But And if they did, he wouldn't give you, he wouldn't be straight with you, but where did this rank in terms of needing this game, wanting this game? Obviously the biggest regular season game, I think of his career. What does it overshadow like a playoff game? Like, would he have rather lost to, I don't think he would have rather lost to the the Falcons or anything like that, but my God, this had to be so big and to blow it on that last call is, it makes it even more deafening. The, uh, the, the roars of uh, discontent from the fans. I think the biggest regular season game of his career was the last Giants game in 2007. Undefeated. To go 16 and 0. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think that was the biggest one. Mm-hmm. I think there's been other ones with this kind of stature. I think the difference with this game is it still doesn't seem like they have a feel for what kind of team they have. You know, right. and, and you don't want to go one and three. I think he cares probably more about that than losing to Brady. They were in the game. They did what they needed to do. They tricked him enough times. They didn't get him. He didn't roll down the field. He didn't put up 45 points on them, anything like that. And I would I would say the Bucks probably have a little more talent than the Pats. It was a very patriot kind of thing. It reminded me, like, if you're going to be optimistic, it reminded me a little of in 01 when they lost to the Rams on Sunday night. I think it was 24-17. Remember that game? But they hung no. around. It was like week nine. Yeah. And they hung around. And everyone thought that Rams were like, you know, greatest show on turf, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And they kind of hung in that game and showed something. And there was enough of a foundation that it carried them the rest of the way. I do think they built some foundation in this game. I have no idea why they can't run the ball. I mean, the Damien Harris thing's a disaster. Yeah. Well, he got hurt, then he came back, right? Right. But he's just like, he's getting hit behind the line more than Najee Harris. It was just, it was weird because, like you said, it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't the, the romantic story everyone wrote to it. And by the way, I had the Chiefs and Bucks on a teaser, and I thought both would be very easy. And I'm like ripping my, it's left of my hair out towards the mm. end of that game. But uh, 
it wasn't like you said, Brady going up and down the field, putting up 40 on him. You know, we, we learned midweek or Thursday that Gronk isn't going to be in there. Oh my God, it's going to be a, a, a whitewash. Gronk is going to catch the pass that puts him yeah. over the 68 yards, whatever. Oh, now he's not playing. Now it's raining. Everything was dealt in Belichick's favor. He wasn't embarrassed at all, except for the last call. Like it's so weird that that's how it, what it came down to. Not and what the, anything thought, anyone thought. And the guy who I think has made the right decision and decisions like that more than anyone else in the history of the league, mm -hmm. I just think he botched it. I did, to me, I thought they were joking. I thought they were going to pretend they were going to do the field goal and try to get him to draw off sides and then call timeout or something. But even they had the timeout, right? So if he misses the field goal, yeah, you, what are you going to do with the timeout anyway? At least come out on fourth and three, hard count. Try to do draw something. Them Make them, yeah. Call, do, then there, call there's the just so many more things you can do with that than the 56 yarder. And Nick Folk's been surprisingly decent for them, considering you know he kind of bounced around. He's closer to our age, probably than Mac Jones's age. But 56 yards, not in a rainstorm, I would have been surprised, honestly. Yeah. Like if, it, if it was perfect weather in a dome. I don't know if I would have felt good about it from 56. And but. it's not based on anything you saw from your quarterback. It's not like, oh, my quarterback, no. he's, he's been sacked three times in a row or he can't hit the out route or anything like that. Like if that was piled up against you, then like, all right, then, then I could see that decision. But I, I don't Win, know. Winfield was out. Like right. once Winfield was out, it was like, oh my God, this is right. how are we not running a mock? I'll say big picture, like nothing to do with the decision. Really weird experience watching this game. And I, I don't know. You know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of Boston fans out there feeling this way. This was like the most important football play we've ever had. And mm. I know it was hyped up and we, you know, we get the Adele video and we've certainly talked about it ad nauseum, but the actual experience of not only having a root against that guy, but then being in the position of having the lead against him with eight minutes left in mm -hmm. our building. And then he's going down. It's like 39. Of course, he's going to get this, you right. know, and just being on the other side of that was really weird. It was, it was, I'm kind of disoriented from it. But it could have been so much worse. It could have been, like we said, a big blowout, or it could have been Brady throws a touchdown with no time left. And it wasn't that. It was right. your kicker screwed up and your coach screwed up. So at least for the last three minutes of the game, I mean like real time three minutes, you didn't even have to look at Brady until after the game when he's getting in. in uh, well, but they had the celebration replay right after, though. That one hurt. Yeah, that's true. Folk, they did they, they went like right to Brady with the fist pump. He's running around doing the let's go. I was like, ah. Yeah, you probably uh, don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, he's certainly Brady, Bird, and Bobby Orr and Ortiz were the four guys of my lifetime in Boston sports. And I don't the other three never really came back in a big spot. Mm -hmm. it, it seemed like Brady was relieved it was over. In that interview, he's basically like, you know, I'm gonna I look forward, I'll be coming back someday, you know, after I'm retired. And I think Collinsworth was the one who said this might be the last time they ever play, you know? And yeah. They would have to be either a Super Bowl or it would have to be a couple of years down the road and he'll be gone by then. Everybody thinks he's gone when you. he's 45. Think about, think about Bills fans and Jets fans and Dolphins fans who had to have that guy beat him like a dozen times, more than a dozen times, you know, however many times, way more than a dozen times. You only had to deal with it once. Yeah, great. It was un under the lights on Sunday night. I was bummed out that we couldn't actually tell if Brady was crying in the post-game interview because it was <laughs> so much rain, rain but yeah. he lucks out again. But classic Brady, like he wasn't good in that game, but when they needed him to make a couple plays, he did. Mm -hmm. You know, and then the plays that he missed, they were already in field goal range. Yep. Um, Running but, on third and seven, just knowing how to fall forward, even though that's not his thing, you know. There's a little things for sure. And then we had the gambling subplot to this. Yeah. Everyone and their brother had a Bucks Chiefs tease. Right. Mm -hmm. 
the Bucks getting teased down to one, basically. Or if you got them at six and a half down to a half point. Yeah. It was the most obvious tease. I don't know, not just this season, but in the last couple of years, you were on it early. You were I like, who doesn't it. have this? Yeah, because if both teams are home, first of all, they're coming off losses. And I get it. Both their opponents were coming off losses, the Eagles and the Patriots. But um, I didn't think Mahomes was going to lose three times in a row. If they're home and it's minus 11 and you tease it to minus five, it's a different story. It's a perfect situation. They're on the road. Uh, you know, the but both of them minus seven. So you could tease it down to minus one. The thing I didn't. I was worried or didn't think I'd had to be worried about was this rain. Did you know that rain was in the forecast? Not that it kills Brady uh, ever before, but it really made things more interesting for sure. God was crying. God was emotional. <laughs> yeah. So the, we did our million dollar picks. We did the middle where it was like, if, if the first part of this hits Pats plus That's seven, fine. try to get it in the middle. Once I saw the rain, it really did have the feeling of like, Oh, this is, Mm -hmm. This is going to be like an under 50 points at least. You know, it'd be like a 24-21. But the way the Pats move the ball, I, I think only ending up with 17 points is is uh, almost impossible. Because right. he every time he went back to pass, he was taking a hit, but he was always finding somebody for six to eight yards. Yep. And guys were wide open all over the place. And I, I think when they look back at the tape on this, that will be the thing that jumped out. How do we not score more? And then Brady's going to, look at like the eight throws that he missed and some of mm. them sailed because of the rain and stuff like that. Do you feel differently about the Bucks? Yeah, as I do. a contender? Yeah. yeah, big picture. If they can't get the secondary, I mean, they haven't had one good game defensively, right? Like Dak Prescott yep. went nuts on them. The Falcons, who are uh, the most miserable team in all sports. We'll get to that, I'm sure, later. Uh, they, you know, they were down three. They were putting up points on them in the fourth quarter. Oh, who am I missing? I forgot who else did they, they, uh, they barely beat. Oh, well, no, the, Ram they lost the Rams, the Rams last beat them up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, and then this game. So, uh, I mean, in this game, it was glaring, too. Not that it, it resulted in seven points every drive, but, uh, I mean, I had, you talk about gambling. Tampa Bay, like we said, 157 left. Mac Jones with the ball. Um, Tampa Bay was minus 170. I was like, I got to put a little bit on New England here. This is crazy. Mm. That's this, 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 they could go 40 yards. If the refs don't help, he can complete three passes, um, but uh, he needed to complete four. That's the difference. And the refs did help. Yeah. yeah, it was a crazy weekend from a Boston sports standpoint because we had this Red Sox thing where what a roller coaster ride. It seems like the bullpen collapses two weeks ago heading into this final week and just like, oh, yeah, after they get swept by the Yanks, they have no chance. Then they lose two or three to the Orioles. Then it seems like they're going to be in play in hell against somebody and get smoked. Then they, they rally together this weekend. The Yankees lose two pivotal ones. And then all of a sudden today, everything's in their lap and they're down 5-1 against the Nationals who not only have punted on the season, all they care about is what inning are they going to take out Ryan Zimmerman for the standing ovation when he leaves the field? They're up 5-1, mm -hmm. Red Sox rally back. And now we're headed for this Red Sox-Yankees thing that it, it's a worst case scenario. Losing that one game off to the Yankees, they, they, they'll be insufferable for years. And now we got to oh, watch yeah. Bucky Dent highlights. I'm telling Sal, I'm really drained. Like I, I might have to go to 7-Eleven buy some cigarettes. It's just, I may, I may be coming out of cigarette retirement. I think subconsciously we started it off with the '86 Mets documentary, and you're like, "Screw this! Why the hell do I need to see this?" And yeah, you're like, such a dick. Kinda, yeah, I'm you sorry. I go to the screen, and you're like, "Don't worry, not, the Red Sox part isn't covered." Literally, the beginning <laughs> of it is slow motion. I I'm forgot. Back in Shea Stadium. Yeah, for, well, slow motion doesn't count. Yeah, no. Wait, <laughs> when are we gonna not care as much? Is my question. 
Like I turned 52 last week. I, I, I thought I wasn't going to care as much. I know. It's dumb shit. We're surrounded by dumb crap. Fantasy shouldn't matter. Um, you know, No, but I'm talking about with the teams that the we teams. actually love. Right. What, I feel like I still care 100%. Like I yeah. still, my feelings are really hurt and I'm really in a funk. I remember I was in San Antonio for the finals and the Bruins were playing the Blackhawks. And they had this, I think, double overtime game. But we were watching a hotel. My dad was there because my dad wanted to, came in for a finals game. And we were with my friend Hershey. And we're watching this like double overtime cup game. And my dad's just locked in. The Blackhawks score. And my dad just gets up and he says, I'll see you guys tomorrow. And he's just gone. And my friend Hershey was like, that's where I want to be when I'm in like my mid sixties. <laughs> I want to care that much for, I'm just going right to the elevator in shock. And I didn't fully understand it, but now I, I as I get older, it's like, Oh, so this is my whole life. I'm going to care this much. Here's the difference for me. Like, I think I'd be okay with it. I'd be able to rein it in a little bit, but all my friends are assholes. They are. <laughs> and they just make fun of me if my team loses and I have enough and you're pretty good about it. But you know, Hench, maybe not. So not even that he taunts me, but just like, oh, enough. I don't want to hear about it. So if everyone would just chill out, I think I could be good, too. But no, it's never going to happen. We surround ourselves with lunatics. And so we're stuck. Well, we're going to talk about your team. Let's take a break and we're going to talk about your team because yeah. the league is moving in a very interesting direction for your team. And we're going to talk about that after we take a break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right? First half of the first game. I don't know. West Coast time. That's usually about. 5 o'clock, 5.30, perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Nissan. Get ready to level up your adventures with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder built to navigate you to some of Earth's most awe-inspiring spots with seven drive modes with all the power you need. Get the thrill of the drive in every moment of your journey with the 2024. 24 Nissan Pathfinder. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. So I had six contenders that I wrote down on a piece of paper. And as we know <laughs> from this pod, I like to get to eight. I like to have my circle of eight that I think can win a we're Super We're not Bowl. even a quarter of the season done. That's well, the one thing about the 17 games. You can't even say now that we're a quarter of the season. We're done. a quarter plus this extra we'll, stupid We'll game. get there. Yeah, right. But I think right now you would say Rams, Cards, Bucks, Browns, Chiefs, and Bills. I think everyone would have those in. And there's two spots left. And I think out of Seahawks, Chargers, Cowboys, Ravens, Raiders, I think your team has the seventh spot. Hmm. Your team has blue chippers on both sides in real ways. It. I don't know how it happened. And I think I think I might I might actually be a believer. You're gonna have an easy division. You might be able to get a one or two seed just by how easy your schedule is gonna be. Bring now, it on. I'm just telling you, because the NFC West is going to be a slugfest every week right. with that thing. The Bucks, mm -hmm. they they're already banged up, and you might be able to sneak out like a twelve and five or thirteen and four. You might be able to get a two seed, Not but bad. I think your team has to be in that circle right now. Um, 
I'm trying to think why I would say pump the brakes, but I'm I'm very excited about this team. So excited that when the Giants and Washington team pulled off miraculous, insane wins, I was like, that eh, doesn't matter. They're right. garbage. Whatever. We're, we're so much better than they are. And, you know, obviously, obviously everyone has to stay healthy. But you're right. Like Trayvon Diggs leads the league with five interceptions. Like he's he's a blue chip player all of a sudden. And uh, yep. Micah Parsons, great, playing at all different positions. Even their offensive line, they have McGovern um, pushing guys around. And Zeke all of a sudden has emerged. I don't know what to say. Like Dak had 14 completions today. And they were great against a, a very good Panthers defense. Say what you will about, you know, McCaffrey being hurt and everything, but they put up a, a lot of points and uh, it was exciting to watch. And I think it, I think it keeps up. Panthers look super fast the first like hour of that game. Mm -hmm. And at some point it became a, okay, we're going to see what we have here with this Dallas team. And then they right. just pulled away and they had more speed. You mentioned Diggs. He's the best cornerback I've seen this year. Yeah. Parsons is the best defensive rookie I've seen this year. Mm -hmm. You had a couple other good guys already on that side, but that was the side we weren't sure of. And then offensively, I did not expect Dak to look as good as he looked the first four games with that injury. And right. everybody kept penciling him in, even in fantasy and stuff. I was like, oh no, Dak's fine. He's top five QB. It's like, is he? He had like the Gordon Hayward injury. Right. But he looks great and he's right on it. And you have a ton of weapons. I, I like it. And our biggest weapon is when we're in the NFC East. Like we should be able to thrash those teams. Uh, I, I I know I'm getting too too pumped up here, and it, uh, I'm no, sure I, I'm going to regret it. But I mean, they forced ten turnovers this year. You know how many years it took for them to force ten turnovers? Like three or four in the past. It's ridiculous. I think it's a legitimate. You should be fired up. And then you look mm -hmm. at the schedule. You got the Giants next week. Uh. Giants got their stupid win out of the way, so mm -hmm. you know the. And then you have my team in New England. Yeah. By week, it gets a little harder at Vikings, home Broncos, home Falcons. But like you could be eight and two coming out of that. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about a buy or anything like that, but all those teams you list, like the other teams in the division have to play them too. So I'm like, I don't know. The, the, the Washington team going to go to Minnesota and win or wherever that game is. I, I don't think so. So that, that's, but then you have, that's really you, the best at Chiefs week 11. That's your toughest one. Mm -hmm. Home Raiders on Thanksgiving. Then you have at the Saints, which seemed like a really tough Thursday night game, but doesn't seem as tough after watching mm -hmm. them today. Then you finish at Washington, at Giants, home Washington, home Cardinals, at Eagles. If you stay healthy. That's it. I oh, think well, that that's just a way easier schedule. You look at the NFC West schedules and it's like, holy shit, every yeah. single week. Like the Rams, yeah. they have to play the Seahawks on Thursday. They go just up, played the Bucks and the Cardinals. Now yeah. they have to go at the, I mean, that's, it's a gauntlet. You don't have anything like that. So, yeah. you know, yeah. and you have uh, two running backs. You can block. You can uh, you can create turnovers. And mm -hmm. the only thing that I see that I don't really like is your head coach. We had. A, well, that's the thing, right? That that buffoon is looms large in the background as long as he patrols the sidelines there. But I mean, we went almost three quarters or into the third quarter without giving C.D. Lamb a look. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's in a way he's our top receiver because Cooper was off so much. Yeah. I mean, you read those teams to me. I'm we're going to put up 50 against the Chiefs. I just, uh, I, I just stop now. Stop me now. I don't want to be <laughs> like this. I know what, what happens. Well, so I would have them as the seventh team. Yeah, I think you're wrong to put the Browns in there. I hate that team. I know they won. They win all these games. I just feel like, I, I don't know, maybe it's like someone trying to introduce you to a, a good piece of fruit 
like you've never had like oh you got to try the papaya it's like uh all right uh, it's not very good like oh no 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 <laughs> don't eat this kind of papaya you gotta you gotta try this kind it's like whenever i watch the browns they're terrible like baker mayfield his best way to get into the hall of fame is if no one ever watches his games because he right. comes up with decent stats not really today but his misses are like eight yards off right he was bad in that vikings game but their defense is good the I know. Defense can yeah, make defense plays is good. They can run the ball. It's like I a just, good draft. I, just I don't, I don't trust him uh, out of all those eight teams. I think you mentioned. The, I trust him the least. Why don't you have the Ravens in there? Holding the Vikes down to seven points is not nothing. Yeah. Well, no, I I think that eight spot I would have Seahawks, Chargers, Ravens, Raiders. I think would be the mm -hmm. four. And we'll know. I think tomorrow night with that Chargers Raiders game because I think right. the Chargers are the eighth team. But if they lose to the Raiders tomorrow and the Raiders look good again, then we have to start wondering if they're the eighth team. But so that that's eight spots kind of wide open. I think you're right, though, with these West divisions, both AFC and NFC. We can't get too crazy. It's four games in, right? Yeah. Like, you knew Seattle wasn't going to just lay down and be the fourth place team for the whole year, right? Um, and the Rams seemed too easy. They had beaten the Cardinals eight in a row. That line went from like six to four and a half. Like, whoa, something's up here. We should have known. So. And and Kyler Murray is just phenomenal. All of a sudden, he seems to always be phenomenal a month into the season. And then we fall in love with their offense. I remember you and I did. And then like, oh, they're the I think we we ranked them like the top two right behind Kansas City. Most exciting offense to watch. And then I don't know if he got hurt or what, but it was not that at all. No, he was hurt. He hurt his shoulder. I guess he was. But they'd struggle to score. So I, I guess they're better. That Hudson being in there, the, the guy they stole from the Raiders, that center, like really just um, moves the needle a lot for that team. Did you watch that game today? Because you're was your team going head to head against that? No, your team was early. Yeah, um, we were early. Yeah, I thought Kyler, the Rams were ready to make that a uh, toe to toe battle. Mm -hmm. Kyler pulled a couple plays. I didn't want to say out of his butt because that would demean how talented he is. But he had a couple of plays where the Rams were in the right defense. They did all the right things, and yeah. he's just amazing. And it's like him and Mahomes, I think, are the only two guys like that right now. Where it's like. We did everything perfectly, and that guy scrambled away from Aaron Donald, mm -hmm. turned the corner somehow, went 14 yards, and there's nobody else in the league who can do this. And now we got now we have three fresh downs, and what the fuck? We mm -hmm. we stopped those guys, and you could see the Rams lose their confidence on D. The other thing was Stafford. You know that was the first when they got Stafford before the season. There were and there was that little buzz of like, well, wait a second, how many big games has that dude been in? Was yeah. sure Matt Stafford's really good. Like he went, he couldn't match it. He Kyler kicked his ass today. Yeah, well, he was in a big game last week against Stafford. No, I know. I, 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 know. I would say the running game. I think the defense took off. The running game gave uh, a run defense gave up 216 yards to Arizona. It was only like yep. 40 to to Kyler. But yeah, I think you're right. They're just going to beat the hell out of each other. These West teams, but both the uh, both conferences. So, um, isn't but, Edmonds one of those guys that if you only caught like. 45 minute stretches of a couple of his games, you would think he was like Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Like, for he, sure. like he was one of the four best guys of the week. Yeah. He's then got there's the other games where it's like, <laughs> there's Edmonds. He's nine carries for 10 yards. It's like, what happened to that guy last week who was just completely annihilated? Yeah. He annihilated. should perform 12 games a year, not just like three or four of them when yeah. people are watching. Yeah. They looked really fast today. They do. And you know what? They score fast. Like these other teams with supposedly good offenses, and we named Cleveland, like just takes them forever to score. Even Minnesota, like we said, and maybe it's the defense you're playing, but like, I, I don't know. You, you can't get excited for some of these defenses, and Arizona just puts it away fast. 
I was calling them the cocaine Cardinals because you kind of hold on for dear life with them. Right. I think the best case scenario for gambling on them is a thing like today when they're just getting points. Getting they're points. getting four and a half. You could have right. the money line. Cliff didn't really do anything dumb in that game. Yeah. I thought it, I thought they were really well coached today and, and other guys did the right spots. There's nothing mm-hmm. jumped out. There was no clock clock based management, anything like that. Um, yeah, you take it out of his hands. It's good. And AJ Green's a big, he's a force there, right? Like that opens things up in the offense and so that you can run for 220 yards, whatever. So that would be why we always talk about at the first quarter mark, even though we're not officially at the first quarter, but mm-hmm. there's that team that comes out and everybody's super excited about them after the first four games. And it seems Absolutely. like it's Arizona. Yeah, where, for sure. And we, we talk about Kyla Murray as MVP every year at this time. So... Well, and you have A.J. Green's healthy right now, mm-hmm. right? Hopkins is healthy right now. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray is 100% healthy right now. So yeah. well, it's I, a long yeah. season. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, their over-under was eight. They right. were six to one to win the division. They were plus 175 to make the playoffs. These are all FanDuel odds. They were the only team not expected to win double-digit games, right? I think Arizona or San Francisco was 10 and a half. Seattle was 10 and the Rams were 10. I mean. And this was the section of the schedule I had bolded for them because it was at Rams, home Niners, at Browns. And it's like, all right, we'll see what we have after this. Mm-hmm. So now they have a chance to, you know, they're catching the Niners at a great time. I don't know if Jimmy G's going to be healthy. Lance had some moments, but I would love to play him. if I, I'd rather play him than sure. Jimmy G if I'm the Cardinals. This Lance week, is like yeah. 21 years old. And then the at Browns, who knows? Mm-hmm. It's not like the Browns are running away from teams. I like their defense more than you, though. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they, they you talk about defensive rookies. That other he's right up there too, their guy. But um, yeah, I, I just uh, I'm not in love with Baker. I just that out of those quarterbacks you mentioned, I just trust him the least. I watched uh, some football day with Van Lathan. He thinks mm-hmm. Cooper Cup's nickname should be White Rice. <laughs> Why? What do you think of that? White Cause Rice because uh, no, like what? Jerry Rice. Oh, he's, oh, white, he's rice. white Jerry Rice. Oh, white Rice. I don't even think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White oh, Rice like is kind of something. That, that's some momentum. I think yeah. you can get that going. That's a compliment. Nice. Um, all right, some other quick topics. So we knew Roethlisberger was done. We took an underdog, uh, the underdog parlay of the week this week, a million dollar picks. Mm. We committed to Steelers Jets. Was We had Steelers Jets, Steelers Raiders. Mm-hmm. And it was just a classic. Mike Tomlin, I've seen him in this situation 40 times. They always rise to the occasion. They take the 7 nothing lead today, and it's like, here we go. Steelers infrastructure coming through again. Yeah. Roethlisberger's just not an NFL quarterback anymore, and they they can't overcome it, and they can't really block either. But that the combo of not having the ability to block combined with a washed-up quarterback, and I think it's officially... We thought it was over last week, but you still, there's like that 1%. Now it's like, this is it. We're done. But what is, what's the, I'm trying to figure out what the plan is for Tomlin here. Like he could help himself out here and run a few gadget plays. You don't need to taste some hill to do it all the time. But yeah, and I don't think Haskins is a guy, but put Dobbs in there, line him up, do something on third down. You have a statue back there. And if, whether you think it's Big Ben or not, or the offensive line, he's getting hit and he's not mobile. He's like 32nd yeah. in the league in terms of mobility for starting quarterbacks. And that's not right. going to get better. So, Mix it up a little. Help him out. And maybe you could have stayed in the game today. I'm with you. I had uh, the Steelers in the points. And I was like, you know, hey, they were getting six and a half against Buffalo and they won that game. This is kind of the same spot. Packers coming off a big win on Sunday night. But it didn't It didn't add up. Aaron Rodgers kind of did his thing. Actually, big Ben actually had better stats than Rodgers, but it didn't matter. It was yeah. I, I test-wise, it was rough. I feel bad for Harris. Harris, I think, 
who's had mm-hmm. the Larry Fitzgerald Award for the good player on the team where he's just in the wrong situation. You feel bad for him when you're watching the games. I think right. it's Najee Harris this year. Yeah. Just feel bad for him. It's like he's a quarterback who is a complete non threader can't move, and a line who can't block at all. And every time he gets the ball, he's like that rookie Saquon Barkley year, like just shedding like these three to four guys like a video game, Doesn't trying matter. to get any yards he can. And there's yeah. just peep four guys in his face every time. Yeah, it's right. Too bad. Yeah. Um, couple other notes from today. So the Dolphins, which were a team that I like today against the Colts. I don't think the Colts are good. Brissett's just, I guess it's just never happening for him. Kyle, I'm officially jumping off the Brissett bandwagon. Oh, that was I such do, a stay away game. Why'd you even touch that? That's I thought a, I believed in Brissett. It was stupid. Yeah. Um, there's some McCaffrey Ewing theory possibilities that got wiped away by your <laughs> team today. I had that written down. The Darnold Zach stuff was fun. You want to talk about that? They, there was this hour today when Darnold looked awesome and Zach threw a terrible pick and the Jets fans were all like in the f- fuck my life. Right, right, right. You know, every, they're just like, oh my God. Hi, hi. But then Zach rallies back and we actually have like a fun New York football day where we had yeah. this crazy Giants win. We have the Jets holding on for dear life. Then it seems mm-hmm. like they're going to end up with a tie in overtime. The Tennessee guy misses in overtime. But Zach looked, I got to say, pretty good. I watched a lot of the second half and some of the overtime. Thought he made some good plays. I thought so, too. We kept them in that game. I, the Titans were kind of undimensional. Oh, well, undimensional. Un, uh, they were undimensional. They were one-dimensional, too, because you knew with A.J. Uh, AJ Brown out and uh, Julio Jones out that you know it was going to be just a feast of Derrick Henry. And what more can you do? Like, Didn't he have like 33 carries or something? Like, You can't give him the ball 50 times. I don't know what more they could have done. Wilson was good down the stretch. He missed a couple passes that they wouldn't have even had to go the overtime. By the way, did you see when Tevin Coleman, I think he catches a pass, he reaches out, and it's either a touchdown or he's out at the like the one inch line, right? And and then in the next play, uh, uh, Zach Wilson runs it himself and like gets tackled at the five, and they have to kick a field goal. You remember that? But Wilson like yeah, uh, or or Tevin Coleman gets it. To, if, if it's a touchdown or the one inch line, they put the ball at the one. They do this all the time. Like they review the play. Like and then they miss the spot. Yeah, the spot. Like why is it an? It's, you're a yard off. Like we just took six minutes to review that because it was that close. And then you're, you're I don't know. It doesn't matter. But well, and then on top of it, the yeah. next Jets play is a Zach Wilson rollout. Right. He's rolling into three guys, and his yeah. only target is covered by two guys. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm pretty sure they figured out that play. Exactly. And then yeah, he gets talk- tackled for the three yards. Yeah, but if it was at the one-inch line on third down, they probably quarterback sneak it twice, you know? But. I think that was a crisis averted for the Jets fans because there was, like, at about 11 o'clock our time, Pacific mm-hmm. time, it was uh, the combo of Darnold just running around like he was Josh Allen combined with Zach Wilson, who just didn't seem like a quarterback. But yeah, he got his shit going. And then the Giants... That was the classic, this line is too high. I see it, but I can't bet on the Giants for me. Right. I stared at it for a while. It was like seven, seven and a half. And it's mm-hmm. like, this line is out of whack. They're just, they're they're jacking this up because they know we don't want to bet on the Giants. But at some point, it just became too high. I didn't, wasn't sure they were going to win. But, you know, there's probably, what, 15, 16 teams that are all right next to each other in the league right now. Yeah, and so, then, so I, right, exactly. The like Cincy Jags on Thursday night was another one. It's like, sure. this is what, how do we get at this line? Yeah, the Saints aren't a touchdown better than the Giants at this point. And I, I've misread, the, I got it right today, I had the Giants, but 
you know, the, I'm reading into the emotion of what was going on in New Orleans and everything. So I thought that first game, the Packers were going to blow them out. I'm like, this team isn't ready to play. And then I thought with this game, they're in New Orleans. I'm like, oh, too much is being made of this. Oh, how they're going to rally for everybody. That's a tough load to carry there. So I took the Giants plus the points. I don't know that any of this means anything, but in my mind, um, that's where it was going. I think picking games on Thursday can be tough sometimes. Like the Rams thing. Mm. Not for me. Oh. All the, the stuff. I'm not yep. talking about Thursday. I'm talking about oh. the Sunday. Oh, like, I see. Gotcha. Like jumping on earlier in the week and the more I looked at that Rams game and I had bet it already and I had done a million dollar picks and then mm -hmm. you think like, all right, all these sharps are on the Cardinals. Everybody mm -hmm. thinks the Rams is the Rams are the best team in the league. That's a mm -hmm. fucking red flag. They have the Seahawks game four days later. Yep. I, I'm just, I'm never putting big money again on a team that has another big game four days later. I think there's, I think psychologically something weird happens with that where you're just like, it, it's like, just imagine being on that team mm -hmm. where it's like Saturday night. You're like, fuck mm -hmm. at the Cardinals today and the Seahawks in four yeah. days. Well, how about, this is brutal. You, how about, and you just beat Tom Brady. Like there's right. a, the natural hangover for that too. It's like, yeah. And, and the thing you usually hear is the teams get up for division games. It's hard to get up for these these West games, right? Every single week or every other third week, whenever yeah. you're playing them, it's um, it's just too much. Yeah. So the Rams, after the Seahawks game, week five, it gets easier for them. They do Giants, Lions, Texans, Titans all in a row. Oh wow, that is and then good. At Forty ers Monday Night Football, and then a bye week. So mm -hmm. the Rams will be fine. And that's the thing you can't you can't overreact to any of this stuff. I, I think from an overreaction standpoint. Kyler was clearly hurt second half of last year. Like we know that now because the way he mm -hmm. looks this first month was the same way he looked the first few weeks last year. Right. I don't think Dallas is an overreaction for me. Like mm. your team has a ton of talent. I don't think it's an overreaction to say that. Um, other than that, I think everything feels a little overreacty. You know, like Roethlisberger is washed up. I think we can say that pretty definitively. But yeah, the Chiefs, I don't know. What are the Chiefs going to look like in December? I have no idea. What happens when Frank I, Clark I, comes back? I would say people are overreacting to the defense being bad because it usually writes itself. But in the in the near future, it's going to be tough for that defense to keep anyone under 30. I, I mean, you watch what the Seems Eagles like did. It. Like they had 14 points almost uh, immediately. It's like, get off the field already. I, you, you become like a fantasy snob or a, a gambling snob. It's like, I can't take watching the Chiefs get thrown on uh, or, or run on uh, all afternoon. Like, I want to... I need to see Mahomes on the field. And like, I guess the thing is, if you could trade threes for sevens the whole way, you're going to win And if they get the ball back. But Mahomes seems to make a mistake every game, too. I say right. this in like the, one of the few games they've covered since last October, like 2020. But um, so I, I guess we shouldn't get on the, the Chiefs case too much. But uh, had enough of that defense. One of one of our ringer guys today had a had a screenshot of Mahomes doing that weird shovel pass he did. Oh, yeah. And it was a screenshot of the moment of the release. It was like, look how obnoxious this is. Yeah. It really was like, I, 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 Mahomes just seems bored this season. Right. There were all these different ways he could have thrown that little shovel pass and he tried to do like, it's like he's playing horse where we're, he's we're, like, all right, yeah. here's my next shot. Uh, You got to throw, stand on one foot, throw it underhand, you got to bank mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And that's how he's playing quarterback. I mean, I don't even know if those should count as touchdown passes anymore he had two where he gunned in uh, a shovel pass at 80 miles an hour and uh i like you start thinking to yourself like 
is he going to have more career underhand touchdown passes than right. Daniel Jones <laughs> will have overhand? Maybe like, he's trying to set that record. Yeah. Like, Maybe he looked already, it up. <laughs> sorry, you got it, Mahomes. You already got yeah, the record. Was, it was, said it, it two was years won ago. by accident. <laughs> Just yeah. throw normal Brett, touchdowns. Yeah. Brett Favre did it accidentally once. Now you got it now. You got the record. It's... You know, we've talked about the comparisons to him and Curry before, like just his, mm -hmm. how he's football Curry, but it's yeah. the kind of shit Curry does in these like January games in Sacramento where he's like, ah, I'm just going to do a one-legged 30-footer here. Just, yeah, I'm bored. Yeah, a couple sports at once. Yeah, right. we're up 20, I'm bored. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, we're going to take a break. We'll do some guest lines. This episode is brought to you by Verbo. You know, it is already stressful enough to deal with airports, delayed flights, bad weather, you want your actual where you're staying experience to be perfect, to be lights out. You don't want to have to worry about anything. When you book a vacation rental, you want to know exactly what you're paying ahead of time. The stress of getting hit with unexpected cleaning fees after your stay, that can immediately cancel out all the great time you just spent unwinding. Thankfully, when you book with Verbo, you can see the total price upfront. There are no unpleasant surprises and the savings do not stop there, my friends. When you book with Verbo, you earn 2% cash back toward your next vacation through the One Key Rewards program, letting your money do the work for you while you've got your feet up. So while other vacation rentals can feel like a roll of the dice, relax, knowing you booked a Verbo. Book your next private vacation rental in the Verbo app. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by Honey Stinger. This is a show about sports and culture opinions, but right now I want to talk sports facts, the data, the stats. Honey Stinger, sports nutrition, trusted by more than 1,500 pro and college teams. That's right, 1,500. That's all 32 pro football teams. That's 39 pro basketball teams, 29 pro baseball teams, and more that prepare, perform, and recover with the delicious taste of Honey Stinger's energy waffles, chews, gels, and bars. Honey Stinger is the one team's trust. Use code Simmons for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. That is S-I-M-M-O-N-S for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. All right, we're going to do uh, we're gonna do Guest Alliance for week five. Every week we Guest Alliance. I won weeks one and four. You won weeks two and three. Mm -hmm. and, I think uh, you're going to win here. I was off on too many. I don't, I don't know your picks yet. but I forgot to mail them to you, but I have not touched them since I made them. Uh, Thursday night is a great game, as we discussed earlier. Seahawks-Rams. Well, this is when Fox starts picking up the coverage. Yeah. So they do you want to brag about your Thursday night streak? We might as I, well. I, Let's do it. I do and I don't because I know now because now I'm signed to do 10 picks for Fox on Thursday and I know I'm going to go two and eight. But up until now, I picked nine in a row last season, the regular season to end the Thursday night. I picked Daniel Jones to score the first touchdown against Washington on Thursday night. I picked uh, who was it? James Robinson the other night I had. Uh, to score first touchdown, I was like uh, 16 to one. I had, um, what did I have? I had Trevor Lawrence to not throw an interception. I had the Panthers, the Jaguars, and who was the other team to cover? And we, I don't know, I picked the last three, but now, no, now I'm going to shit the bet. I have no idea what to do with this bet, with this uh, Thursday night game. No idea. So I did a preliminary. I wrote all the matchups down mm -hmm. when I was watching the early games, like in the first hour. And then I, I switched this pick by three points after Whoa. watching the late games. I know it's Seattle is home for the Rams Thursday night. Mm -hmm. I had the Rams favored when I did in the morning, and I actually think now the Seahawks will be favored. I have the Seahawks by one and a half. I kept it. I had Rams by one and a half, and I kept it. And I, I'm, I was thinking they're going to try to sucker everybody. It is the Rams by one, so I get it. 
Jesus. But is this division just going to zig and zag? Like you won last week, you lose this week, you lose last week, you win this week. That's maybe what I'm counting on here. Insulting for the Seahawks. Yeah. You're not favored at home in this one. Right. It's a team that just got killed by the Cardinals and mm -hmm. your Thursday night home should be an advantage for the home team. I don't know where the Alex Collins thing came from or what it means or, you know, typical weird shit with the Seahawks, but, uh, right. Yeah. I mean, he's back in sync with, uh, I mean, what is, he's the fastest to hundred wins. We always, we always forget about Russell Wilson. He's like, Hey, don't, don't, don't look over here. You know, hundred and one, he and Metcalf are back on track. It looks like so. I don't know. You get those long strikes. They beat up a, a beat up 49ers team, but still a good win. At what point, how many years in a row can the 49ers be the beat up 49ers before yeah, we just wonder, like, is this just who you are? You're just a team that just has an obscene amount of injuries every right. year. Shanahan's going to be in year 40. It's like, no, he still gets a pass because the quarterback so has six, <laughs> six games. Yeah. It's the worst injury rate year after year. Mm. Maybe get a new training staff. Sunday's marquee game. I had, who 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 did you have between Chargers Browns and Cards 49ers for this spot? Um, you're gonna have Chargers Browns because you like the Browns um more. I think I that's I oh, guess so. so. You, I guess so. That's good. Yeah. I if guess, it was that, Jimmy that G, if it was a healthy Niners team, I'd feel better about it. Anyway, I have Chargers Browns. It's in LA. I don't think you're gonna have to worry about thirty five thousand Browns fans there if you're a Chargers fan. Mm -hmm. I have the Chargers favored by two and a half. Over the Browns. All right, I get this. I said one and a half, and it's one. You don't mm. think they'll be? You don't think they'll be Browns fans? You're saying? I just don't think there's thirty five thousand Browns fans in L. A. Oh, do interesting. you? No, but I also think this is and same with Vegas. This this is the annual trip you and your buddies from Cleveland make. You know, to watch the game and go to L. A. and have fun. Maybe that's a fair point. I don't know. Plus, tickets are available. Yeah, good game. Definitely a good game. I have three watchables. We'll start Cards 49ers. Mentioned them earlier. That's mm -hmm. in Arizona. I put this in the Vegas zone. I had the cards by four and a half over the 49ers. Nice. Held it. I said three and a half. I went light. I thought they were I I thought they were gonna trap everyone into all these NFC West games, but no, this does seem fair. But this is where we don't like the Cardinals, right? Giving points at home. This is, listen, this is when they become the cocaine Cardinals. People <laughs> either teasing them or putting them in parlays. Like, right. just stay away. Right. <laughs> They're feeling good about themselves. I, mm -hmm. I would just be really careful. You got Shanahan against Cliff Kingsbury here. It's a lot of red flags. Yeah. I don't even know who the quarterback is. I congratulate the 49ers, though, because anybody who's ever tried to kind of dabble between the two QBs, it always goes wrong. Mm -hmm. And now Shanahan's doing this whole thing where he's like, I don't know why people thought we were going to platoon the QBs. I don't know where that came from. It's like, hey, asshole, you did the whole preseason. You made it seem like that was going to happen. Like, right. And then we're, we're like in, intentionally mysterious and coy about it. And now it's like, I don't know where this came from. Yeah. He shouldn't be like that. I told you what I thought he should be. He, he should be just come out and be truthful about how he lies. He's like, I'm a liar. I lie in these press conferences and you better get used to it. He can't get fined for doing that, can he? Right. He's still sitting for the press conferences and everything. You just know not to trust the guy. Well, imagine if Roger Goodell finds somebody for lying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be funny. I mean, can you imagine <laughs> that, Sal? Can you really? Can you no, imagine? No, that wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. Two more watchables. <laughs> I think your team's in here. Cowboys, Giants, I'm excited oh, wow. for. I, I think Daniel Jones... 
it's either a good play for his team or it's a good play for the other team. But he's exciting. Mm-hmm. They have good receivers that I don't know if they're good, but they're all fast. Yeah, Gallaudet they're all doing stuff. Yeah, Barkley looked pretty good today. Um, plus Cowboys, Giants, the history, the fact that you guys are feeling great about yourselves. It's in Dallas. It's a watchable. Right. I have Cowboys by nine. You forgot about, uh, wow, you went heavier. Usually I lose with them because I go too heavy. I said eight and a half. It's seven and a half. So I'm going to get it. And by the way, the dog just crawled in here. So that's a bad sign. That means take the Giants. Jesus. Because they're the dog. I don't like it. And you're you're forgetting about the, uh, you're forgetting about the clapper. That part of it. I, it's on the revenge scale. It's a 0.0. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You're not afraid of the clapper. The clapper is in a huge advantage. No, I'm not, but I'm trying to think what he's what he has up his sleeve, and it's nothing. Here's what you should be afraid of. First four weeks, the most obvious tease won every week. Yeah, you're right. The Cowboys right. just are dying to be teased here. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be about a three-day window before this line moves to nine when Vegas gets tired of everybody teasing them down to under mm-hmm. three. Right. And, uh, and I will be probably teasing them in the next 12 hours. I don't know why Tampa didn't move to nine. I don't know why the Chiefs didn't move to nine. As much buzz as there was. At one point during the week on FanDuel, 98% of those betting that Tampa-New England game um, were backing the Bucks. And even as of this afternoon, it, it, it only went down to like 84, 85%. How did they not move that line? The Bucks one made more sense to me because they the Belichick, Patriots... Mm-hmm. The Bucks had nobody in the secondary, and then the secondary even got worse as it goes along. They can't really run the ball to extend leads. Right. So I could see it. The Chiefs one, I'm with mm-hmm. you. I don't know how that didn't climb to like nine by game time. Yeah. Who was taking the Eagles in that game? No, it couldn't be anybody. Then short week and everything else. No, it was dumb. Um, I had a third watchables, but then I guess I shouldn't have had. So I only have two watchables. I'm going to move this into the semi watchables because the wait, Dolphins what? Uh, let me think what it was. Well, 49 is card. Oh, no, you said that, right? No, I had Bucks Dolphins, but then the Dolphins completely shit the bed. So I got to take that out. Oh, okay. So right. I'm putting that in the barely watchables. Tampa at home playing the, uh, playing the Dolphins. And I think, I think that has to go double figures based on how bad the Dolphins played today. I have Bucks by 10 over the Dolphins. We're going to split this. It's nine and a half. And I said nine. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm good with the teaser here, though, for the Bucks. A three-teamer. Sure. Why not? I'll Bucks, find, no, Cowboys. No, you know right. what? No, no. Bucks, Cowboys, Tyson Fury. We're good. That fight is an all-time stay away from Oh, me. come on. Have some fun. Those Live are two little. maniacs. How do you bet on those two? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they're more likely to be a DQ than somebody winning that fight. All right. You probably got good odds for that. Probably too. bet the DQ. <laughs> uh, Packers are home for... The kind of rejuvenated... Oh, I'm sorry. The Bengals are home for the kind of rejuvenated Packers. Mm-hmm. The Bengals are three and one. Nobody feels good about any of their three wins. And yet, right. this is a really nice spot for them. And I think the Packers are going to get um, the Aaron, typical Aaron Rodgers public stuff. And I put this right in the Vegas zone. I have the Packers in Cincinnati favored by five. Mm, all right. I edged out here. I had four and a half and it's three and a half. Very low. I I'm um I'm always on the Packers. I'm a fan of theirs. Not I'm a fan of betting wise, but I'm willing to say that that first game was like their last preseason game against the Saints, right? When they got killed, just throw by it the out. Saints, yeah, throw out the lowest quiz. 
what we saw in the last three weeks is is the Packers. Right. Fair. And the Bengals could have lost that game to the Jags. Although now they have 10 days to prepare. I don't know. I just don't love that coach so much. Vikings-Lions. I'm going to put in the barely watchables only because the Lions are now really looking good for our worst record bet. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, the Lions have been in pretty entertaining games this season. There's mm. always either something going right or really horribly wrong, like today, where I think I read they became the first team in like 40 years to have red zone trips on their first three possessions and get zero points. They said it hadn't happened since like <laughs> 1981 or something. Nice. <laughs> they they center step the ball right into Goff's nuts. Right. That was how one of their turnovers, Goff but did then, Goff stuff. Yeah, but then we're cursing this Clifford Raymond or whoever the hell it was. It's like, hey, stay away here. I have the Bears on everything. He scored twice or whatever his name was. Raymond yeah. for the Lions. I think you're going to get, I was off two and a half points here. What do you What do you say? I had the Vikings by eight and a half. All right, you get it. I said uh, five and a half, way low. It's eight. So you yeah. get that. The Vikes would be a tease if there wasn't a law that Kirk Cousins cannot be thrown in a tease, which yeah. is a law. I don't know if people realize that Trump passed that in 2008. Oh, he did? All right. Yeah. Well, that was smart. That was passed smart, that. at least. Uh, I, I'm going to say this. I think Goff ends up having better stats on the Lions than he did with the Rams. It's possible. I think he's going to have more. He's going to pa- have to pass so much more. Of course, I'll have a few more interceptions, but I think he's going <laughs> to look at his stats like, oh, man, he was a better quarterback for the Lions than the Rams. It does feel like it's a perfect match. It's mm-hmm. like when you have the two crazy crazy friends in college who start dating each other and like, oh, this is perfect. Right. Yeah, just and keep me away. <laughs> yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. We won't be going to this wedding, but this is great. This will right. be a fun two months. Goff right. on the Lions. It's just, this is not going anywhere good, but mm-hmm. I'm enjoying watching it. Yeah. Uh, I hope it keeps going. Well, I will Saint- say, you you have them, I, I have them and the Texans under four and a half. You think the Texans are a better bet than the Lions. I, mean, I think Goff will win a game or two by action. Texans got a, the Texans got a win already though. They got a game. No, lead. I know. I know, but uh, it's, I think we see more from them. What we think we're going to see overall in the last three weeks. If you're the Lions, you picked third a draft ago and you took Akuda, who sucked last year and then blew out his Achilles this year. Yeah. So, they do that whole rebuilding thing where sometimes you just assume when a team's been rebuilding for a while that at some point it's going to come to fruition. Right. They're still like two years away from that or a year away or whatever when they, they'll get no, some assets. I'm with assets. you, but what do you, you can't even label the Texans rebuilding. I mean, what the hell is that? They haven't even planned to rebuild yet, I don't think. Yeah, it's a good point. Like they have no bricks. It's like, sorry, there's a shortage. <laughs> Saints are at Washington. I have no idea. Yeah, this sucks. I have no idea why I have the Saints favored in this game, but I think the Saints are public, and uh, I just have them favored. I had them by one and a half in Washington. Ah, I had them by two. It's one. Saints mm. favored by one. You get that. It is now five to four me. That was a fun Washington win today. I don't know. I don't love it as a as a Dallas fan, but I mean, can get one stop Atlanta, one stop in the last three years, but someone on defense make one single big play. Is it that hard? And for one game, Jesus, Tyler Heineke has to run up there like an MVP. I have another barely watchable Panthers home for the Eagles. Mm -hmm. I think this is Panthers by seven 
It might oh, be a little wow. high, but I, I like their defense and I went high. It is high. I went five and it's four. Okay. Only minus four. Sam Darnold leads the league in touchdown runs. I think that was as far as this afternoon. I don't think anything happened that's happened, right? Yeah. This Chuba Hubbard thing, it's, it's every, every year in our, our dumb fantasy drafts when everybody takes the handcuff guys <laughs> and you don't know whether the strategy of, do I go $5 for so I can have McCaffrey's handcuff guy after I spent $68 on him and then you see mm-hmm. why people do it. Right. When he comes in and then you're like, oh yeah, this is, I have McCaffrey and I didn't have his backup. Yeah. What do you have, like 13 carries today? He yeah, was, he's got, I mean, didn't he score playing, though? He had a pl- touchdown. They're playing from behind. Uh, I'm having the so. worst. Yeah. I'm having the worst fantasy season I think I've had in a few years. I don't like Are any you? of my teams. I made a bunch of bad bets. Um, Damien Harris in two leagues. Marquez Callaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone some, fell in had love some with bad that injuries. I yeah. lost Mostert in two leagues. I lost Judy in two leagues. Kyle Pitts. He's killing me in two of my leagues, and he's killing you in the other one I'm in. Right. I do um, mean that. Th- I meant to thank you. I meant to send you a tech, uh, text. Thank you for like uh, um, put making this league. I know Damashek threw you out. You put the, you scrambled to put together this league with friends from all different eras. It's fun. It's a great time, and it's especially great for me. I won it last year, and now I'm four and zero. Like I'm I'm untouchable. It's the nicest thing you've ever done for me. You're four and zero again. Yeah, four and zero. Jesus Christ! I'm on what a mistake. Derek Henry, Kamara, Josh <laughs> Allen, Jefferson. Oh, my God. All four of those guys are better than everyone on my team but Kyler Murray. <laughs> I do like having Kyler Murray. Pats are in Houston. Mm-hmm. This is a possible tease. Just throwing that out there. I have the Pats by six and a half in Houston. Are you one? You're one and three? Yep. I, by the way, I had six and a half also, and it's seven. Yeah. Your, your season's done if you lose this. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, it's a, not a possible tease. You get if, if you believe in your team at all, you have to have them on this. I don't know what Belichick's record is against Houston over the years, mm-hmm. but it's got to be ninety five percent winning percentage. Yeah, it's got to be like nine and one, twelve and one, something like that. I it's remember seeing JJ Watt walking off the field dejected on a yeah, yeah. many we've times. Beat, we've beat Houston many times. I don't know what have we forgotten about this, or we just have time. I know we we picked the Jets as um, we crossed them off the playoff list. I think even though they're technically in second place, I don't know why they're above the Colts, but can we cross off a second place Texans team? I think we can. Yeah, probably. You're not as the down other choice team as I am. Wow. No, I just like that division's so bad. I know. You watch the Titans today and you watch the Colts and you just think like the Titans are going for a tie and, and the tie actually means something because Right. They might go six, ten, and one, and they might win the win the division with right, that. Right, right, right. Because somebody else went six and eleven. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I hesitate crossing anyone. All right, off, we'll but... wait. I, I forget how many weeks we have left to do this. We have uh, thirteen weeks to cross off. How many? I think we have to start crossing teams off, don't we? Yeah, you're probably right. Can we cross two teams off from the same crappy division, though? I don't feel good <laughs> about that. You would go Jags. I think we already did the Jags. We did the Jags. We did the Jets. Oh, I, I think thought we, we did the Giants. The Jets. Oh, I didn't know. We I had thought we crossed up those three. Well, those should be the I three. I must have missed that podcast. I don't know. Um, Maybe it was one of my other picks podcasts. I- I'm fine with uh, any of those teams you mentioned. Well, we haven't crossed up the Falcons yet, right? Oh, God. Let's cross them off. Cross They're coming off. up just, later. They're in the poop just, just don't even do it. I'm sorry, Atlanta. Maybe just take a break from sports. 
for a couple of years. Although Trey Young is bringing them back a little bit, but for God's sake, I mean, could they be good at music? There's some good musicians in Atlanta, right? Like, does they have to saddle us with these sports losers again? Listen, I'm they have they have the Terrible. Hawks and they have an unbelievable music scene. Atlanta's fine. Plus, they okay. made the playoffs in baseball. Atlanta's oh, right. good. Oh yeah, what the they, hell am the I Falcons about? are the yeah. black sheep for them again. That's where I, that's I the forgot. way it used to be. I forgot my Mets are in the division, and uh, I, I still forgot. All right, I, I take it all back. Raiders are home for the Bears. Mm-hmm. It's the Khalil Mack game. Yeah, I think so. We don't know if it's going to be Dalton or it's going to be uh, Justin Fields. I, we haven't really talked about Dalton, the look he has this year on the sidelines with the beard. Because <laughs> he used to be one of the dorkiest looking QBs. Right. And now he looks like he's like Jon Snow's right-hand man in game five, in season five of Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, he looks awesome. I yeah. don't think anybody's ever transformed every way I felt about them just with a beard like Dalton is. It's really, really great. He looks awesome. Didn't I Affleck do this for you? No? He needs some. He needs a couple <laughs> tattoos and a couple piercings. I think would be the next thing. Like I really feel like he's on, on his way to being a badass. I have the. Uh, I don't know who the QB is, but I have the Raiders by six and a half over the Bears. Uh, now I lost it because I'm looking at pictures of Dalton. I mean, like uh, Raiders are six. And, oh, that's exactly right. How'd you have that? I said four and a half. You win that. Three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Sorry, and I'm up seven, well, six. The Bears running back. I don't know if he's coming back from Montgomery. That game, but he's having a really good season. He got hurt. I have him in everything. I have him in like two leagues. Fields had a couple of good plays today. He had one frozen rope that was Herbert esque. He, he felt like right. a forty-five yard laser that was like uh, "Welcome to the Gun Show." Yeah, moved he around. Didn't have to do much. It was he didn't have to do for much. Seventeen. Yeah, it was fine. Poop factor three games. Steelers Broncos. That's in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I just think Ben is in the poop factor every week until they bench him. He's just, it's just brutal to watch. I have Steelers by three. This is crazy. I mean, maybe it ends up not being crazy. I had Steelers by two. Broncos by two. Oh, my God. Fandle, our friends at really? Fandle are going with. I know. Well, we can't shit on Pittsburgh saying they're the worst team and then say, oh, my God, how how's Denver favorite? But is Bridgewater yeah, but, playing, too? I don't even well, know. Well, first of all, Bridgewater got concussed. Right. Um. They're down to two receivers. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think they showed anything in that Ravens game today that made me think, look out. Me neither. Me neither. But So this is in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And they're underdogs against either a concussed Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. So would you rather have Drew Locke or Big Ben? I mean, both have good defenses, right? Drew Locke is like he comes in and you just cross off Denver for the game. Like if you had the Broncos, yeah, and it's like, oh, here comes Drew Locke. It's like, all right, cross it off. I lost. I'm staying away from that. You can't. That's a stay away too. Yeah, I agree. But either quarterback. Falcons are home for the Jets. This was. It's either Falcons by three or Falcons by three and a half. And I'm going to say Falcons by three and a half because I think people are dumb. You got it exactly. I said four and a half. It's three and a half. Mm. And uh, talk about stayaways. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is imagine asking the Falcons to cover a game or the Jets to win two in a row. Come on. Yeah. Well, same way with this next one Titans at the Jags. Mm-hmm. I was way saw, off here. You're going to come back. You're going to make a nice comeback here. We have no idea what wide receivers are playing for the Titans next week, but we do mm-hmm. know they're better than the Jaguars. I put <laughs> this in the Vegas zone. I have Titans by five over the Jags. All right. I said four. I don't know why. I, well, well, I guess I said four because they were, what they end up being? Like five and a half against the Jets? 
Yeah. Uh, and I figured the Jaguars are better than the Jets. Not the case. Seven and a half is the number. So you get it. That's and, too high. And it is now 8-8. Eight, eight. I mentioned last week the John Oaks theory mm. with the Bengals-Jags game. The Bengals were favored by seven and a half over the Jaguars. The John mm-hmm. Oaks theory that certain teams should never be more than a touchdown favorite. Right. I think we're here again with the Titans. I don't think they should be favored by over a touchdown over anybody in the league. Jaguar showed some life. Uh, Urban yeah. Meyer has had 10 days to prepare. You know that's what he's doing. What else is he doing but preparing for this game? There's no what, evidence what? that he's doing anything but watching tape of Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Or how, right? I mean, what else is... He's very <laughs> focused. <laughs> he's in the film room all the time. On a stool in if- the film room, just <laughs> watching tape. Do you put a, in a way? I'm like, oh, stop feeling bad for Urban Meyer. He's he's figured it out. He's okay. He, uh, he's having a great like time, him no matter what. If Fandle, you would tell them to put odds, urge them to put odds on him making it through the year. Man, it's close to even. I think now. How about could Fandle do this one? Yeah. Urban Meyer still coaching the Jaguars versus Ben Roethlisberger still starting at QB oh, for the Steelers. Who wow. do you have? I would have wow. Urban Meyer like minus one seventy five over Roethlisberger. Yeah, I but it's a good do, bet. I wouldn't I think feel you have good to about do betting weeks. it. I think you have to. I think both fall apart this year. So I think you have Urban Meyer minus three and a half weeks or something. Like oh, that's go, interesting. Yeah, he'll go Urban like week, week eleven. Yeah, <laughs> right? Urban Meyer minus three weeks over Ben Roethlisberger as a starter. Yeah. Wow. Do it, do that's it Fanduel. Come, Come on, on. Fanduel. Get your shit together. <laughs> um, all right, with then we got Sunday night Chiefs Bills. That's a good one. That's a right. winner. Let me just that'll get some chortles here. from Chris Collinsworth. That's like a nine and a half on the Chris Collinsworth chortle scale. Oh, oh, Al. Oh, Al. Oh, <laughs> oh. this is Josh Allen. This oh my God, this, this isn't throws, fair, Al. I mean, one it's throws over and the other throws on their head. Come on, come on, Al. They're taunting us, Al. Come on. I have the Chiefs. They're in Kansas City, and I think they'll be favored by three and a half points. Damn. You edged me out, Simmons. I said four, and it's three. Ooh. It's only three. Wow, not even the half point for the Chiefs. So Holy a, moly. You have a 9 8. Who the fuck lead. have the Bills played? Who have they played? Bills You're played right. Nobody. Right. They beat the Steelers. They beat this terrible Texans team. Who they beat week two that we thought that they were good? They beat like, the Dolphins. Dolphins. They shut them out. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. All right, but who have the Chiefs beaten by three? That Chiefs have at good. least have played some real teams. They played yeah. the Chargers. They played the Ravens. Lost to them. Lost to them. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. Insulting. I don't know that I'm taking the... I'm, I'm not... Would you take the Chiefs at three? Mahomes said he's so insulted, he's not going to try any behind-the-back passes <laughs> in this game. He's going to Or any passes where he's falling backwards, where he just flings it over his head. We're going to be down so much money from the Texans beating the Patriots that we're going to have to take the Chiefs minus 160 on Sunday night. We're going to be forced. I can't wait. I'm going to definitely put them with bets. Mm. So All right. The Chiefs, if, you, if you win this, you, you win. Uh, oh, go ahead. You want to talk more Chiefs? Oh, they're two and two. It's it's not like they're going to be asleep for this one. Right. The Bills, you know, they know they're going to see them again probably. Mm-hmm. January. I would I would feel good. I would feel comfortable if that line stays at three betting the Chiefs. Right. Are the Chiefs getting the one seed, though? I think we can now... That's the one thing we can maybe say. If the one seed has four losses, are the Chiefs halfway there? Or are they going to have more than that? So two and two? No, nah, they feel like a 12 and five season. Yeah. They haven't had any dumb injuries on offense yet. 
I don't know if that's good enough to get the buy. There's only one buy, right? Isn't that how they do it? Yeah. I think Tyreek took a lot of the uh, Cooper Cup stuff personally. And yeah, just maybe. demolished the Eagles today. He's like, who? White Rice? Fuck this guy. Yeah. I'm out. So damn good. It's not fair. Monday night, Ravens Colts in Baltimore. I'm a half point off. I'll tell you that much. So either match me or, or get it exact. Well, I had Ravens by six and a half. Did that do it? Yeah, you're good. We tie on that. I had seven and a half. It's seven. Bill Simmons wins. I couldn't let you lose tonight. I couldn't. I did get in the, I have hosting a playoff game against the Yankees. Yeah, that's good. That part That'll be good. good. I want to talk about that, but uh, let's do, uh, let's take a break quick. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. If you're anything like me during a busy day at work, I need lunch that is just as fresh as it is delicious and easy. And the all new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell is exactly that. Made with high quality ingredients like seasoned slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, shredded purple cabbage, and avocado verde salsa sauce. The new Cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. This episode is brought to you by Peloton. Spring, the best time of the year to dial your fitness routine up a notch. You know it's going to happen. It's going to get warm. You're going to start wearing shorts. You're going to start wearing bathing suits. You're just You're not going to be able to cover up behind those big coats anymore. Also, it's nice outside. Get outside. Do stuff. Or if you don't have time to get outside, I got Peloton for you. Whether you have five or 60 minutes, Peloton's workouts were made to challenge you. Classes like boot camps, full body strength, boxing, marathon training are created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in and you won't feel bad about not being outside. Peloton's expert coaches, challenging classes, and nonstop vibes will keep you coming back for more. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right, we can do Parent Corner in one second, but uh, the baseball playoffs. So these play-in games, just wanted your take on this. I know, I know you're on against all odds or in the extra points podcast. I know you've got to discuss this on other platforms. Don't say it like that. What am I no, going to no, do? I'm not, we're I'm supposed to talk about no. like uh, fashion. What do you want no, me to I'm do? I'm, yeah. on, I'm on your side. Okay. Um, you, the Dodgers play the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> they, they win. How many games did they win? They ended up with 106 wins. Yeah. They missed the giants by one game. And now they have to, play in a one game thingy. It's not right by any measure. It just isn't. It's not right. So I'm going the other way. I kind of like it. Really? Yeah, because when we grew up, it's like you're in your division. If you don't win your division, you don't make the playoffs. Yeah, but everything's so... You can't fail by that. The SEC is so much better. Georgia and Alabama should both make it. They're just... Some divisions are just top-heavy and some suck. It just And it's not even cyclical. It's like... It's so then let's not, let's not have divisions then. Well... Like the prize, of, the prize of winning the division has to be something. So in right. this case, the something is I don't have to then play in a one-game playoff with my whole playoff life at stake. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Here's what I'll say. Because the Dodgers-Cardinals winner plays the Giants. And that's not fair. I don't think the Giants should have to play the Dodgers. I think they should No, receive. it should go by record at that point. They I, should receive. I think, yeah, yes, I agree that, with that. At least let's start there, where the Giants don't get screwed and have to play the 106-win Dodgers. If Scherzer wins uh, again. And then if you're, you're the Dodgers, you won 16 more games than the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. And yet 
the Cardinals, who nobody can even name anyone on the Cardinals anymore, but the infrastructure of that team just is always terrifying, and you just don't want to play them in one game for yeah, any reason. Like 15 out of the last 18 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just different. like, you're just like, oh my God, we went 106 and 56, mm-hmm. and now we have to play this Michael Myers Cardinals team. On right. the flip side, you have my dumb team, who I really enjoyed. 92, we won 92 wins. I had mm-hmm. huge bets on their over at 81. It was a delight to win them. Easy. It was really yep. fun to win both. I did I did double bets. I doubled down on them. Um, and yet we head to the end of this season. Our closer, who was really good for about three and a half months, made the all-star team. By mid-August, he's like private pile at the 48-minute mark in full metal jacket. Like he's just <laughs> done. He's right. like, have you, you know that when you have that closer... I'm sure it's happened to the Mets more than once. Yeah. Benito's, and the guy's just, yeah, the guy's them. just done. And you're like, what mm-hmm. happened? How are you're completely done? What, what did I miss? You were right. fired a week ago. So he's done. We have Whitlock, who is the MVP of the team. And then right in the most crucial part of this pennant race, he gets hurt. So he's been out the last two weeks. And then we have Adovino, who's the, the mole from the Yankees. We don't trust him. <laughs> and you go on down the line, you don't trust anybody. Our two most reliable relievers, Robles, who you have a history with, right? right. Wasn't he on the Mets? Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy his work at all on the Mets? Uh, it was okay to see him go. Yeah. yeah, he's our closer. And then Ryan Brazier, who was good, you know, in recent years, but this year um, he got hit by a line drive, mm-hmm. had written him off, didn't expect anything from him. He was a triple A most of the year. And then he comes up five weeks ago and he's become like, basically our most reliable setup guy. And we are now taking this bullpen into a one game Bucky Dent residue fucking have to see that clip a million get against a stupid Yankee team. That's like a slow pitch softball team with their annoying fans who hated Stanton forever. Wow. They yeah. shit on Stanton for that years. What a yeah. garbage he is. Jeter had a Jeter do this. Hey, had a Jeter. Can't believe Derek did this to us. And then Stanton hits 20 homers in two months. And then it's like, oh, Stanton jerk circle. Right. Put him with put him with Mano and Garrick. We love this guy. He's a true Yankee. Get the turtles out. Yeah. So they're doing that. And then Judge, who's managed to play two straight months for the first time in his life without like pulling an oblique or a hamstring. Mm-hmm. So they get him and then Rizzo. And then all of a sudden this Yankee team kind of rounds into shape. Chapman, who's done. No, he's, he's still done. He's, I mean, that's no, no. where I, that's where I was going to intercept you. Like Yankee fans he threw are just as today. upset. It's fine. Uh, you ask any Yankee fan that we ask, what do we need? A four or five, a six run lead with Chapman in? They still don't trust him. Nobody trusts. That's Chapman. fine. But he 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 looked like his career yeah, was over week. six yeah. weeks ago. He threw one hundred and one today. Yeah, and then I think Sever- yeah. Severino, right. All of a sudden now is this can't miss bullpen guy. And then Loazaga came back and he's so now they have two relievers that they can trust, plus Chad Green, who's fine as long as he doesn't have to close. And they probably just have a more talented team, but it's in Fenway. It's in Fenway. And this Red Garrett Sox Cole, team is resilient. Garrett Cole's last three starts have not been good. And, you know, against you, I think he gave up three runs in six innings. He had the game against the Indians was a disaster, the one before. And then what did we just recently have Toronto? Like hasn't been hasn't been great. And uh, it's a pick'em game. Fandle has minus one twenty for the Yankees on the. It's road. so upsetting because this Red Sox team was house money all year. It was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, if we make the playoffs, that would be great. Right. I really enjoyed this team. I really like some of the guys on it. I just have fond memories of the season. They really they battled a COVID outbreak. Mm-hmm. Bullpen dies. They rally back. They somehow get to this hosting the playing game to go play the Rays. 
Right. And then it's like, all right, we're not going to win three series in a row with this team without a bullpen. And now we have to fucking play the Yankees. And if we beat the Yankees, then the Yankee fans, now it's like the four World Series this century didn't happen. Yeah. And we didn't have the upper hand. I was like, yeah, but what happened last time? What mm -hmm. happened in the playing game at Fenway when Stanton went deep and shoved it up your ass? I, I'm, I'm, That's a really I can't good believe this action. is going to be so dramatic. <laughs> like, win or lose, this is Tuesday's a nightmare. It's way more traumatic <laughs> than this Bucks Brady game. This is wow. Like, this is like, uh, this is like the war to settle the score. And it's like the winner gets to go get their ass kicked by the Rays, but it doesn't even matter. It's like the championship oh, of man. each other. Listen to you I right can't now. fucking take it. You're going to be fine. I'm going to have a fucking how meltdown. Many, how many championships? You're good. Uh, oh Aaron my God. Boone. No, this is the Yankees. You know the, Yan you know the Yankees. You understand this. I get it. How the about Yankees start, thing start with is, this? Pitch around Stanton. What the hell? How hard is that? Like, uh, you know, he's, it's not, you can put him on base every now and then. It doesn't well, matter. Well, do you see Just, what happened today with the Rays? The third and second, the ninth inning, zero yeah. zero game. Judge is up. He's Why do you say third and second? You sound like a six year old. Second, second and third. third. Yeah. Yeah. Walk judge. Yeah. Pitch to Stanton, force at any base. They're like, fuck that. We're not pitching to Stanton. Right. They pitch to judge, grounder. They can't get the guy out of home in time. Yankees win. Little and Michael K gets all gets to be all excited. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like I'm just not prepared for this amount of tension for this Red Sox team that's been, you know, smoking mirrors this whole year. Lovable. Love them to death. But now we got Evaldi against Cole. It just sucks for you because it's not October 17th, right? It's going to be October 5th. And October 17th is when it gets cold. Start getting cold. Third yeah. week in October. These lumberjacks the Yankees have, Stanton and Rizzo and, and I'm just and annoyed. Like, God like they, forbid they, Toronto. They Why did, like, yeah. Toronto couldn't have gotten this spot. Like Toronto, you couldn't have won two more games. You scored... A million runs this year. You couldn't have beaten right. the Yankees in like one more game. <laughs> it was looking not to sweat out this fucking play. Hey, did game. you see this? Did you even see what I sent you today? Like the improbable um, a scenario where all four teams, Seattle, Toronto, Yankees, Red Sox, were going to finish tied. Um, the, the Red Sox got to pick first, either who they play or where they play. So they picked that they want to be home. Yeah. Toronto picks that they want to be home also. So then the Yankees get the next pick. And obviously they can't play. They're going to be on the road, so they have to pick who they want to play. They picked the Red Sox. That's how it worked. They had the third choice out of the four because that's how it was seated. Who Jeff Hassan reported this, right? Yeah, they picked yeah. the Red Sox. I mean, I've ne we've said that for years about football. Like Belichick should pick his opponent as the number one seed. Like how great would that be? And now the Red Sox, the Yankees actually did it, except it never happened because there wasn't this four four way tie I thing. But uh, phenomenal. I say this with love and admiration for this 2021 Red Sox team. I think it was the right pick to pick the Red Sox. Yeah, well, the Toronto like, took their crap out of them. Yeah. I think we're 500 in our last 54 games. It's something like that. We're like 27 and 27 in our other? last. Yeah. No, no, no. The Red Sox last oh, 54 games. Interesting. We're like the last third of the season, we're basically 500. Really? And the Blue Jays, you watch them and it's like 10 to 1, yeah. 14 to 2, and then they'll blow like a close game. Right. So right, I don't right. know. I can kind of see it. I, that top five of Toronto is a nightmare. Yeah. Well, but, I wish um, you luck. I mean, if it, if it makes you feel any better, you know, regular people like me who hate the Red Sox and Yankees have nothing to root for. So at least you got a horse. I've really enjoyed this Red Sox season. And if this ends with Stanton hitting some homer, followed by the shot of all the Yankee fans who overpaid for the seats behind the Yankee dugout mm -hmm. going nuts, I'm going to be fucking <laughs> bummed out for like a month. <laughs> it's the worst. You'll be fine. How many times have you cried from sports? <laughs> I've only cried know. twice twice in my life from sports, both when I was nine. 
Well, go ahead. Which one? What, what were they? Bucky Dent and right. Too Many Men in the Ice. Both times I cried. Oh, but so that, this is uh, this is four decades ago. Then. I know, but it's like it's a one game playoff in Fenway. It's like it's you yeah. understand I, the fucking memories that come back from like, that. I still got Blood Diamond in, in my veins. What am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> but to have it 50th anniversary. We might <laughs> no. have to do the rewatchables of that. <laughs> You're right. Well, as long as we don't have to rewatch that Seattle playoff game. <laughs> oh man. I just can't I can't believe we have a playoff game. Be fine. It, it should be like best two or three. What one game playoff is too fucking tense. Yeah. It's a lot. Brutal. A lot and then the winner, game. the winner gets to go play Tampa, who is just like a freaking Jedi. Well, that's they're what I'm saying. Like the, that, they're the that, best in the American League. Get that right, baseball. Just reseed after that. That's you could at least do that. You'll you'll have a more compelling finals if you do it that way, most likely. Well, I was on a Red Sox thread today talking about the, how traumatic this whole thing is, mm -hmm. and we said if we lose, at least we then get to root against whoever plays against the Yankees for the next three rounds. So right. it's like we're still rooting for somebody. That's it's true. not our team and our guys, but yeah. we still get to root. Against the Yankees, which is yeah. still something. Now, I promise you they'll blow it. Like I said, it gets cold. They can't hit, you know. They, they play teams that play small ball against them. Chapman will blow something. You'll have something to root for. I sports hate. I don't actually hate Brett Gardner. Like, I don't hope something horrible happens to him. <laughs> but from a sports hate standpoint, I think I hate him the most of any athlete. Really? It's kind of a yeah. non-factor. No, hate. but he's not. The thing is, he's not. He's no. so not a non-factor. He, he has the dumbest at-bats. <laughs> He has the 12 pitch at bat fall by the ground out, but the pitcher's so worn out that right. he gives up a home run to the next guy or he gets like the garbage single off the first baseman's glove or mm -hmm. the one down the line that hits the dirt. Can't yeah. stand that guy. Really? Right. My, maybe my least favorite Yankee. That's good anyway. to know. All right. That's, your name. that's the next, that's the next cameo I'm getting you. Brett Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> that, now that now if if Damashek had gotten that for me instead of Fred, then the Brett Gardner thing really would have made me mad. If you want to like get a reaction out of me, you were mad enough. Brett Gardner, uh, that would have done it. Uh, um, all right, it's time for Parent Corner. Sal, you take the floor. All right, so you know I have one kid. I have three kids. One of them, thankfully, I, I love him. The middle kid, he's not involved in sports right as of now. So I'll 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 I love him the most for it because now my oldest is in varsity football and my youngest is in uh, the first year of pitching. Uh, you know, kid pitched um, baseball and I went off last week about how much that sucks. It's just like just you know there's three strikes thrown in an hour. But uh, let me go back to the varsity football where I am in the crowd and I am convinced that I'm the smartest guy in the, in the, in the bleachers right. and, um, and on the sideline too. Like I'm smarter than all the coaches to a, a point where like this week when my son's team is down seven and they're at the 20 yard line and there's 53 seconds left and they clock the ball to make it second and 10. And I'm screaming. I'm like, don't give up the down. Why are you giving up the down? And all the oh, parents no. are like, whoa, whoa, who okay, whoa. So oh, you're that guy. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I didn't even get, but I really probably didn't say anything the whole game until then. I'm like, what are you doing? And sure enough, we go out on downs uh, with 13 seconds left. So we easily could have used that play. Like, why are they clocking it? What are they doing? And then, so, uh, so that was this week. But last week, um, we're playing a team that was ranked in Southern California before the year started. And then they, uh, their quarterback got hurt and they lost, but it's still a big game. And we're probably, I think their coaches, my kids' coaches said, we'll take you to a steak dinner if you lose by less than 20. I'm like, gosh, shit, we're going to get killed. We're in the game. It's a three-point game with, um, with uh, a minute 20 left. We drive down the field. We get it 
to the 20-yard line, and there's 2.3 left on the clock. Now, we're home, right? There's 2.3 left on the clock. They have to move the chains. The fat referees have to catch up, and then our quarterback <laughs> could down it, right? So our hmm. quarterback is looking for the referee. He's looking back, for waiting for him to roll his arm, and just as he rolls his arm, he spikes it plenty of time. Our idiot timekeeper in the booth runs the clock to zeros. And I'm like, what are you? So now I'm looking back. I'm like 10 feet from the booth. I'm like, why are you running the clock? And they're like, it doesn't matter. The referee is keeping time on the field, which is true. It's not the guy in the booth that makes the decision. But when the referees get together and like, oh, I don't know. What the hell do I know what 2.2 seconds looks like? And they're like, they look at each other like, well, you know what? There's zeros on the clock. We'll be okay getting out of here if the, if the home guy goes. And sure enough, they're like, yep, zeros on the clock. Everyone get out of here. And now the ranked team or whatever is stick, giving us the finger, running up and down the uh, bleachers side by the oh bleachers. Give, oh, it was crazy. It was craziness. There were fights. It was terrible. And I want to I strangle our timekeeper because I still feel like it's his fault. And then I'm driving home with my son. We have to wait like an hour before they get yelled at and, uh, you know, they get showered and everything else. And I pick him up and I'm driving home. I'm like, I'm so mad at the timekeeper. And he's like, Dad, what do you care? We had 12 men on the field. We got called for that. I was like, oh. Okay. I no <laughs> so that was that. <laughs> because they don't have microphones, the referees. I had no idea in the calamity there was a penalty. Oh my God. That would have ended the game anyway, so it didn't matter. You've so, assaulted the scorekeeper with a two by go. four. Yeah, exactly. I have uh, restraining orders out against because <laughs> of this dumb timekeeping thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So this that's is that. great. Yeah. How many more years with you is this is this year, uh, next year, right? I, I got to bail out. This is it. Yeah. This is it for football. Well, you didn't listen to my advice with baseball. Yeah. You're, you're going to just have a lot of wasted afternoons on baseball diamonds. Oh, my God. We're going to drive forever, it's, too. To get there. Long drives mm -hmm. and then sitting on uncomfortable seats, mm -hmm. baking in the sun. I wish I could take those long drives in a Nissan, but I don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm breaking parent corner rules. I'm doing it about my dog, Murph. Okay. <laughs> turns. Um, who turns one in a couple weeks? Yeah, who is our pandemic puppy that we never would have gotten otherwise? There's no reason we needed a fourth dog. We discussed all this last year when it happened. Mm -hmm. These male dogs, he just gets <laughs> these injuries where, like, um, like he a couple months ago he just had this big cut on his nose. It's like how do you get the cut? We don't know. Um, gets. You know, he'll be limping and you're like, why is he limping? It was, oh, because he jumped off the stairs and, you know, jumped eight things. So it's always like something. He had a new one the other day on Saturday. He's realized about three months ago that anything on the counter is in fair game for him, right? In the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So he's on the counter. He's always on the counter now and we're yelling at him. But just in case somebody left like, you know, a hot dog or a piece of pizza or whatever. So he's on jumping up on the counter patrol. Saturday watching TV, super happy, ready to watch the Yankees game at 10 o'clock to root against them. He comes over <laughs> and he's just bleeding all over the couch. Oh no. And we're like, I'm like, is that blood? What's, what's going on? And he kind of knows something's wrong, but not really. It turns out he jumped on the counter to see what was up there and impaled a knife into his paw. Oh no. And cut his paw. So now we had to stop the paw. Now we have to wrap you know, wrap his thing. We have to put, treat it with the antiseptic. 
there's blood. He bled on the couch. He bled on the rug. He bled. You on know my how pants. to do this? You know how to treat like a dog? I would have to take it to the vet immediately. Well, no, because we didn't want to. We didn't want to have to go to the vet because we felt like we could stop it. We just stopped the bleeding because yeah. their paws and their noses are really resilient. So we're, like, we're going to try to stop this, fix it, treat it. Because if they put stitches in his paw, then it's like, what's he going to do? He's an idiot. He's going to keep stepping on his paw. He's going to yeah, break. Well, his they stitches. walk on their paws, but right. all right, go ahead. Yeah. So we dress it. We save it. And then what happens an hour later, he put, somehow pulls the dressing off. So anyway, as I'm watching Yankees and Red Sox yesterday, I am like nurse in my house for the stupid dog who has this cut that is now healed, which we thought mm -hmm. it was going to heal. Um, but there's blood and my wife has to change pillows and all these other things and all mm. this stuff in the washer. And it's like, Yet another Murph story. Yet another like <laughs> reason we shouldn't have gotten the pandemic puppy. It's like, why did we do this? I, I knew we shouldn't have done it at the moment. I love this guy. He's my favorite dog out of the four. But why? Why did we do it? I'm covered in blood on a Saturday at like 920 what in the morning. What a birthday. That's crazy. I Happy know. birthday, Murph. That's terrible. Well, his, his birthday is on the same day of the Dave Roberts deal. So I feel like that's a. Oh, wow. Well, maybe he one. was bleeding like in, in honor of uh, Kurt Schilling. I have no idea. <laughs> it was a bloody yeah. soccer. Yeah. But ironically, <laughs> we had ball. the soccer at his foot. So anyway. Uh, interesting. Um, yeah. So <laughs> always, always something going on with that dude. Nice. Um, Make sure Murph doesn't play um, kids pitch baseball and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have, we haven't cut his nuts off yet. Oh. We were waiting until he turned a year old. Mm -hmm. And now he's got like these big, big watermelon balls yeah. that are like, got to get rid of these things. But, Carrie read this thing about you got to wait till a year because then they're less likely to get cancer. Hmm. So now he's he's getting these dog boners and it's it's wow it's it's nightmare. <laughs> yeah, just wait just wait it out. He might do it himself, jumping on the counter. <laughs> yeah, he probably will. He'll probably cut it on a stick. Right. Uh, all right, that's it for Paracorner. What do you got to plug? Uh, what do I have? Oh, uh, extra points, extrapoints.com, all your sports gambling needs and podcasts. Oh, we have an NIL athlete, Simmons. We gave somebody a four-figure deal. Big, big wow. money. Arkansas nice. linebacker. We tried, we scoured the rosters. We tried to pick a, a player with a great name, and we found one. Bumper Pool is his name. He's a linebacker for Arkansas, and then he's our guy for the rest of the year. So uh, we'll be checking in Bumper, Bumper. Pool is his name? Bumper Pool. It's his actual name. It's not even a nickname. His official name is Bumper Pool. And he's pretty good. He had like 11 tackles yesterday or uh, Saturday. Bumper Pool. Yeah. Jesus. Doing all right. Congratulations. And, uh, I'll be on Thursday on the Fox pregame show, and I'm sure I'll go on a uh, uh, tailspin after pumping myself up all these weeks. Well, thanks for listening to me vent about the uh, the Boston teams. I appreciate it. No, Congrats. It's fine. Uh, Congrats you know on your cool. Cowboys. It'll Congrats on your Cowboys. As Thanks. always, this podcast was produced by our guy Kyle Creighton. We will see you on Tuesday. Oh, Sal, one more thing. Yeah. Um, Monday night, the rewatchables, the redeparted. Oh. We did the departed again. We just you ran did? it back. It's 15th anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Me, Fantasy, and Chris. It's going oh, up tomorrow. Oh, well, that's great. I'm definitely going to listen to that. But uh, we're not going to talk Sopranos, or have you talked about it too much already? Oh, shit. No, I haven't talked about it at all. You want to do that and then we'll leave? Yeah, yeah. So I know it was a little polarizing, right? Yeah. I still really liked it. Uh, I did too. And I'm bummed out because I'm talking to a lot of people, big Sopranos fans, like, yeah, hey, it was okay. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? This is like crack for Sopranos <laughs> fans. But I don't know that I'll ever be able to separate if it was a great movie or a great Sopranos movie. But talk about rewatchables, I'd watch it the hell out of it again, right? A bunch of times, I think.
I didn't even care whether it was good or not. I love being yeah. back in the world. Right. I loved all the wink wink stuff to people like us who have rewatched the show. Yeah. You know, at least twice. Mm-hmm. And any little throwaway line like uh, like younger Uncle Junior talking about Tony. Uh, I'm not sure he's a varsity athlete. I'm like, oh, love call it. back. Like there was 20 things like that. that yeah, Paulie and- with the with the neat freak stuff, the germ freak stuff. It, it, it was great. I mean, Silvio was, ter- I mean, they found, it's like they found the greatest Silvio impersonator and he was also a really good actor. Like, right. I couldn't believe it. Like, And they it, acknowledged it was- the Silvio wig thing, which I thought yeah, was funny. Right. Right. And then uh, I don't think they overdid it either. Like you know, that that could that's yeah. something that like coming to America too. Like, oh wow, they hit that over the head too hard. You know, like shit like that. But this was uh I like I liked it a lot. I'm a little bummed that it's not as well received. The criticism, I guess, makes sense. Where it was like they try to shoehorn a bunch of different things to make it a movie. And mm-hmm. they introduced like the Leslie Odom and that whole side and mm-hmm. kind of the racial elements of it, but it felt a little shoehorned in where it almost felt like the first movie just should have been all the stuff around the family. And then the second movie could have been entirely oh, the all the stuff, stuff with the yeah. Leslie Odom side. Gotcha, and instead yeah. they try to kind of do both. And I don't know, what would it look like as an eight episode show versus a movie? I Look. And they're really leaving it open it. for a sequel too. So That's they, certainly, the thing. they certainly could have done it that way. It's a prequel sequel? Yeah. A pre-sequel? Mm-hmm. A sequel. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. I, I love the stuff like Vera Farmiga as uh, Livia, mm-hmm. as young Livia, I thought was just great. Mm-hmm. And planning all the stuff, like just how crazy she was even back then, which now we know as we get the first two seasons of the actual show. And I don't know. I thought I thought uh, Johnny Boy was great. There are some hardcore gangster scenes that rank right up there with Casino and everything else yeah. too, right? Taking the guy in the back room and just like other crowds, even like with the... Ray Liotta and, and you know, how, how he, I, I mean, I guess anyone listening to this, it's not going to be any spoilers, but how he met his demise. Um, you, did you hear like that he wanted so much money? They're like, okay, you're going to have to play four characters. And they're like, he's like, I'll pay, I'll play two. They're like, okay, fine. No, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I would believe that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad they made it. I can understand why people were, a little upset that there was a million stories going on and maybe it should have been a TV series, but I like mm-hmm. being in the world again. I like. I thought too. they did a good job. I think the degree of difficulty that was super high and I thought the way they handled the Tony character was great. I did too. You know, the kid, like he bums me out. Now you're going to have him on or something. It's going to, it's going to suck that I said this, but I, it, it bummed me out that he saw very little of the Sopranos before researching this role. Isn't that crazy that he's that he, true? He, yeah. Well, that's what he says. He's like, I didn't really watch that much of the Sopranos before I had to, before I took on this part. Like, oh hmm. man, what's, can you imagine, can you imagine Ben not watching your HBO shows after you die? Like, no, I just didn't care. <laughs> I didn't want to see him. No, that's definitely the case. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. That's a hundred percent what happened. No, I don't know. That just, I, I think they made a smart choice to not feature him too much. They knew he, what they were was, getting with. Yeah. No, he was just used the perfect amount, you know, yeah. and and it really was about the people around Tony that shaped Tony and not Tony. Right. right. And that's what they had. The Dickie character was great. I like that. And I, I thought the, the girl from Italy was awesome. Really good. Really, really good. The Gumar. B plus plus. A minus. I don't know. Somewhere in there, I thought. Yeah. No, I liked it. I'll watch it a bunch more times. And I'm sure like there's a lot of stuff in there that we both missed that like on the third, fourth time I'm going to catch. Yeah. You know, 
I, I also, I thought Corey Stoll is, I think that's his name, his uncle junior. I thought he did a good job too, but the, yeah. the casting was really good. Solid. I liked it. Yeah. I hope they, they make a pre-sequel. Let's see six more of those. I'm Two thumbs up from us. All right, mm-hmm. Sal. Good job by you. Good job by you, Billy. This podcast was produced by Kyle Creighton. I'll see you on Tuesday night. So